Welcome to this week's virtual drasha. This week we have the incredible privilege of Parshas Lech Lecha. And in the parish, of course, we read of the first dramatic journey, the journey again of Avram Avinu, the journey to destiny, the journey to the self, the journey to self-actualization. All of this wrapped up in two little words. Baruch Hu tells Avram Avinu, go to yourself, go, embark on this journey in order for you to discover who you really are and what your true purpose is in this world. But we know that when Avram Avinu finally makes it to Canaan, the first thing he encounters is regional famine. As a result, he's forced to relocate. The Torah tells us about his journey down to Mitzrayim. In Egypt, we have the whole episode with Paro and Sarah. What I want to draw your attention to is the aftermath of that episode. Sa'adma Avinu again is leaving Egypt. Baruch Hashem, he's intact. Sarah Imenu is intact or Sarai is intact. And of course, Avram Avinu is now incredibly wealthy. He's wealthy as a result of all the gifts that he had been given by the Pharaoh. So the Torah says as follows. This is the beginning of Parakir Gimel chapter 13. Torah says, Vayilech lemasav. So literally again, he went according to his journeys. Minegev va'ad beisel ad hamokom asher hayasham aholo batrila ben beisel uben ha'ai. And the Torah essentially tells us, Aaron travels right back to where he was before descending down to Egypt in the midst of famine. Right? He pitched his tent. He pitches his tent literally again exactly the exact spot that he originally kind of literally set up set up camp when he first came into it. So between Betel and between the eye. Okay. So what's interesting to note is the Torah's use of the Lashon of Vayilech Lamasa'av, which literally means he went according to his journeys. So the Torah could have just said, Vayelech, he went, or Vayisa, he traveled. Why Vayelech lemasav? And Rashi HaKadosh comments on this, and he says as follows, Kishachazim and Mitzrayim Le'aretz Kenan, when Aram Abinu returned from Egypt to Kenan, Hayaholich velon ba'achsanyos, shelon bahen ba'halichaso lemitzrayim. So remember, when Avram Avinu went down originally from Canaan to Egypt, it wasn't just a one-shot journey, but rather he stayed at different places over the course of his descent down to Egypt. He stayed at this inn, at this place. The Torah tells, Rashi tells us, Vayilech Lamasov means essentially he retraced his steps. He retraced his steps. That the same way he went down is the same way he went back up. And more, even more, the same places that Armavinu stayed at, the same places that he lodged at when descending down to Egypt, those are the very same places that he lodged at when he was going back ultimately to Eretz Kenan. Why is this important to us? So Rashi says, Torah is teaching us an important lesson that a person should not change his lodging accommodations. All right, what's the pshat? So there's much to say on this, but on the most basic level, it's Derech Eretz. Is If Avram Avinu would have stayed at different lodging, different had different accommodations upon returning from Mitzrayim to Kina'an, one would have thought, oh, he was unhappy with the service, right? He only, he only gave it uh, three stars. It wasn't good enough. So when he was coming down to Egypt, he stayed here. But now he's going back to Kina'an. He doesn't stay here. He must be dissatisfied. And again, all it takes is one bad consumer review, right? And suddenly again, business is gone. Everything is gone. So therefore, Avram Avinu was modeling for us the right type of sensitivity that a person has to contemplate the repercussions of their actions. How often in life does it happen that I do something and I try to be a sensitive person, a mindful person, but I fail to fully contemplate the impact of my actions. The greatness of Avram Avinu 
was that he was a profoundly thoughtful and contemplative human being, recognizing that even something as small as changing his accommodations when he was going back from Mitzrayim, from Egypt to Canaan, could give people the wrong impression that he was dissatisfed with his host or with his service. And therefore, Abraham Avinu was meticulous to stay in the same places going back from Egypt as he stayed on, stayed in going down to Egypt. Lindecha derech eretz. Avraham Avinu is teaching us to be a bal derech eretz. And what does it mean to be a bal derech? Sensitivity. Sensitivity. But sensitivity requires me to really think through. You see, a lot of times we're, we try to all be sensitive people, but we try to be sensitive, sensitive like with, with a sense of immediacy. I want to do something. I want to do something. Is it sensitive? Is it insensitive? Okay, if it's, if it's sensitive, fine. No problem. We can move forward. But sometimes what we don't think about is that our actions have repercussions going forward, not necessarily in the realm of the immediate, but even down the road. Sensitivity requires that I contemplate those longer-term repercussions as well. But then Rashi goes on. And Rashi says something incredible. Rashi says, Davar Acher, there's a different matter. Bechazaroso para hakafosov. This is incredible. Rashi interprets another idea that when Avraham Avinu was going down to Egypt because of famine, he really didn't have money. He didn't have money. So when he stayed at the different uh, places, essentially, again, he owed money. He owed money. He didn't, again, Avraham Avinu comes to, comes to Canaan and he's not a wealthy man. And then there's regional famine, which we'd have to imagine depleted his resources as well. So quite literally, as he's making his journey down to Egypt, he's staying at different lodges, different accommodations, and he doesn't have money to pay them. So they extended credit to Avraham Avinu. They extended credit. And the Torah therefore says, on the way back up from Mitzrayim to Canaan, now Avram has money. He has money. Again, it's the money that the Pharaoh gave him, but now Baruch Hashem, suddenly he's wealthy. So what did he do on the way back? He went ahead and he paid his debts. He paid his debts. And it's interesting, why does the Torah tell me this? Right? In other words, what, we always speak about this, that stories that are contained in Bereshis, stories contained in the Torah are never just there for story's sake, but they're always there because they convey some type of deeper moral, ethical, or legal lesson. So what's being conveyed? What's being thought? Armavinu paid his debts? Shkayach. Again, every, every reasonable and appropriate person pays his debts. So what is it that the Torah exactly is trying to convey to us through this behavior of Avram Avinu? Such a, such a strange, such a strange story. I was thinking about this, that perhaps, perhaps it's not, of course there's a literal lesson, but there's also something else. You know, there are times in life where I know that there are things that I have to fix, but I'm just not ready to do it. Now, not ready to do it can mean a variety of different things. Not ready to do it just means that I don't feel like I have the strength to tackle this issue head on right now. Or maybe I don't have the tools to be able to deal with. I'm not denying it. In other words, sometimes we have issues and we deny that they exist and we kind of like pretend them away. If I don't think about it, it's not here. If it's not here, nothing. I'm talking about, I know that there's a problem. I know that there's something broken, whether it's something broken inside of me, whether it's something broken in one of my important life relationships, be it with other people or with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, whether it's a negative behavior that I'm engaging in that I know is negative, but sometimes I know that it's wrong, I know that the relationship is toxic, I know that it's negative, but I'm not ready 
to deal with it. I'm not ready to deal with it. So perhaps the Torah's modeling for us is like this. Sometimes, indeed, you're not ready to tackle your life challenges. So what do you do? What do you do? It's okay sometimes to put things on the side, not to ignore them, but to put things on the side saying, I know I have to deal with this, but I can't deal with it now. I can't deal with it now. I can't deal with it now. Why? Because right now I have to put my attention on something else. And this is what Avram Avinu is modeling for us. Avram Avinu, so to speak, has these outstanding debts, these issues, right? He stayed up, he couldn't pay. I can't pay right now. I'm going to leave it over here. Right now, I have to get to Egypt. Right now, there's famine. Right now, there's something else I have to deal with that is not more, it's not more important, but it's more acute. And so I need to deal with this now. And he goes to Mitzrayim. And what's the greatness of Avram Avinu? After he finishes with Mitzrayim, and he makes his way back, he pays his debts. He pays his debts. What does paying your debts represent? Paying debt represents going back to the things that are unfinished, going back to the things that are in a state of disrepair, going back to things that are broken, and then rolling up my sleeves and trying to fix them. So often in life, we're conditioned to think that if something's broken and it needs to be fixed, it needs to be fixed now. And again, I wanna be clear, I think that's the ideal approach in life. But sometimes for whatever the reason, we don't always have the emotional or the spiritual wherewithal to deal with everything now. So what's my avoda? My avoda is acknowledge and identify the things that are broken in a state of disrepair. Acknowledge and identify that they have to be fixed and what's necessary to fix them. And then sometimes I give myself the license to put it on the side because there are other things I have to deal with. There are other things I have to do. But I pledge to myself that when I finish that other thing, I'm coming back to fix this other stuff. I'm coming back to pay the debts. I'm coming back to close out the accounts. I'm coming back to take care of the things that also require significant attention. I just can't do it now. And if you think about this, even like on a national level, what we are experiencing now as a people, you know, you could already begin to see it in the way even the news is changing a little bit, right? The news, once again, is going back to focus on the failures of our leaders, right? Elected leaders in Eretz Yisrael. And it's focusing on, again, this segment is this and this. You could see it. You could see it begin to creep into the headlines a little bit. Do we have challenges as a people? Do we have debts? So do we have things that are broken? Do we have fractures in greater society, in our greater Jewish society? Do we have issues that need to be addressed? Absolutely. Absolutely. But when Klal Yisrael is fighting, when Am Yisrael is fighting an external enemy, when Eretz Yisrael is at war, then like Avram Avinu, what we learn to do is we kind of set those things aside. They're important. We have to deal with it, right? We're going to have to figure out, right? Every, right? Who's at fault? It's always, always about who's at fault, right? Who's at fault, right? Who's at blame? Who fell asleep at the military wheel, the intelligence wheel, the politicians, the this, that? We'll, we'll, we'll deal with all of that. We'll deal with all of that. But right now, there's a time. Right now, there's something bigger to focus on. Right now, there's a greater national objective. Right now, we need to put our sights, keep our sights on being unified especially in the face of all the hatred that we're seeing being spewed in every corner of this world. 
Sometimes you have to set aside the things that are important, but just not important now. I need to leave them on the side. I need to focus on them later. I need to direct myself to the more acute matter at hand. And it's true on a personal level as well. On a personal level, we all have like a list of things we have to work on. And the truth is it's so important to be an introspective and personally, personalistically honest person and to know like, okay, what's broken inside of me? What, 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 what do I have to fix? What do I have to fix? What needs tending? But sometimes in life, I also know that there are things I have to fix that are important, but there may be a certain acute or acute, acute issue or issues that need my attention now. You know, it's like Lahav deal. A person is injured and Chas V'Shalom again, you know, they can't breathe, but they broke their arm also. So no one's going to say, now again, obviously we, we, have to, we have to take care of the broken arm, but no one's going to say, you know what, we'll take care of the breathing issue in just a moment, let's splint the arm. That'd be ridiculous. Ridiculous. We'll take care of the, splinting the arm is important, killing the bone is important, but being able to breathe is the most important thing. So it's important in our own lives. We have those issues of things we need to address, but then maybe something more acute comes up. And sometimes we, we don't prioritize in the right way. What's important and what's important now? And often they're two different categories. And sometimes I have to put aside that which is important because I have to deal with that which is important now. But the avoda is never lose sight of the things that are important. All too often when we put things on the side, they just kind of get lost in the sands of time. And that we can't do. That we learn from Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu also, so to speak, puts certain things on the side. I can't pay you right now. Right? There's going to be an outstanding debt. Right now i got to get my family to Egypt. i got to save them from regional famine. But then when the famine is over, the acute issue is over and it comes back up, Avram Avinu ties up all the loose ends. In life, we have to identify the things that need to get fixed but then we have to prioritize. What are the things that need to get fixed now? And that becomes front and center. The other issues for the moment are put to the side, but we have to have that Abrahamic strength to make sure of Melamed, as Rashi says, We have to have the awareness and the strength to be able to come back to those things we put on the side as well and give them the attention they deserve. Wishing everyone a good Erev Shabbos, a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh, and Halavai, Besoros Tovos for all of Klal Yisrael.